Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Um, We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, it's Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast with Pastor Stephen. And once again, we are a couple of days late getting out this podcast. Sometimes schedules just don't always work out, and you know. Well, you know, we do have our day jobs. We are pretty busy around and, here, man. Uh, we both got families, both and got uh, families, homework. Yeah, and at least at least once a week, we, my wife and I, are doing a uh, a four plus hour one-way drive uh to to mayo clinic yeah to man how's that drive it's, it's a long drive man yeah. I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts there's some really good ones out there <laughs> there's some really bad ones out man, there. man i know a really good one it's called the unchangeable truth podcast it's a good True. podcast tell your I friends would, i would listen to it the entire time but my passenger's <laughs> like all right i've, I, I've heard that all that before um, yeah so yeah. Uh, hey a special shout out to uh, one of our one of our listeners who is uh, when we are a day late, he wears me out, uh, and it, it, he doesn't do it mean. He's just like, "Hey, when's the podcast coming up, man? When's the podcast?" He texts me they having withdrawals from the podcast. Is he a short little fella? No, well, no, he's not. He's, he's a not? really he's a really tall guy. Huh. Pretty good golfer. Uh, he's the superintendent of the Bay County Schools. Oh, yeah, Mister yeah. Bill himself yeah. is. Uh, he's like, "Hey, man, when's the podcast I coming?" I challenge him to a round of golf. When's the po- you you challenge him now. He gets to hit from the tees that are a little bit closer than you. It's okay. I bet you won't challenge his wife to a round of golf. I ain't scared of her. Woo! Maybe a little bit. We won't. All right, we'll hey, cut superintendent, that out. you're hearing that. We'll cut you're that hearing out. that, right? <laughs> Tell Teresa. Tell Teresa, superintendent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, okay. yeah. We'll get this out there and let him listen to it and appreciate. <laughs> Appreciate our folks uh, who uh, who tune in every week, yeah. and uh, and we do apologize. I kind of shared a couple of weeks ago what's going on in our family's life, and uh, just hard to stick to that specific schedule. Yeah. We do the best we can to try to do the podcast on Mondays and release that thing latest on Tuesday morning. It doesn't always happen that way. Not so. always. Uh, and we've even got we've got some podcasts in the hopper. That we are, we're chomping at the bit to get out, but, uh, you know, timing is everything. And so uh, yeah. we're, we're kind of waiting on yeah. some timing there. Uh, so, uh, and matter of fact, we may, you know, we may uh, try to get uh, Pastor Johnny Hunt back in with us sometime. He, uh, yesterday was, we are talking with him and I know he'd, he'd love to come back and just continue to, uh, to share some insights with us yeah. on, uh, on just living life and, uh, leadership and various things along those lines. So I appreciate our listeners. Hey, let me say this before we dive in, Ryan. Go ahead, brother. You're going to dive it's in. It's your mic, buddy. Hey, guys, so so for our listeners, you can help us by liking or sharing the podcast because here's what will happen when you do that or recommend it to a friend. It helps us get the gospel of Jesus Christ out uh, to more and more people. And that's our goal. We're not sitting here, oh, my goodness, let's do a podcast because – uh, we've got a lot to offer people. I mean, we don't. It's it's honestly three guys, <laughs> three guys that are sitting in a closet, and we're just uh, 
we're just having conversations. Yeah. But ultimately, it, it is all centered around uh, people understanding that salvation is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, and so if you could invite somebody to listen to the podcast and through that podcast, they start asking questions yeah, for sure. about what it means to be a Christ follower or who knows, they may even make the decision. You know what? I'm going to trust Jesus. That makes it that makes it all worthwhile. Well, and we get to have some really candid conversations about Scripture. Like, we get to have some conversations about your sermon. We get to kind of look at it and just, it's a little more relaxed, you know. Like, So I, I think it's good to have those conversations and dive into what Scripture and what you're... Well, in these conversations, about. if somebody followed us around with a mic, now very seldom uh, do Ryan and I really get to sit down in a room and just spend time talking about discuss, uh, and discussing stuff that aren't right. mis- ministry related. But if you were to follow us around and we sat in a room and just started talking about some of this, that's really what's taking place here. We've yeah, just yeah. got two mics in front of yeah. us and man, I'll jump off and chase around. I've got a weird, I got a weird mind on how it works. That's the reason why when it comes to sermons, I have to be real, real careful because, man, I can start chasing a rabbit. Next thing you know, oh, my goodness, I'm out of time. We're talking so. about a pink BB gun and all kind of stuff. Like, sure. Yeah, giving you a little candid insight yeah. uh, into the life of uh, of a, uh, I would say, a Baptist pastor. But I don't I don't know if I can go by that terminology anymore, Just nor the, do I want to. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, a Bible preacher. How about that? We'll go with that one. But let's jump in because... Uh, we got places to be, people to see. Well, it's and Wednesday. Wednesday is kind of a busy day for all of us around here. So, Journey, can he say Wednesday? Is that gonna? That's not gonna. Oh, that's not gonna date anything. We don't even care about that. That's what Sorry. I'm saying right there. Well, I did say we were a couple of days late. That's okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. John chapter one. Real men follow Jesus. Can you say real man though? Can you real make man. that terminology in today's world? Is it politically correct to say man, a real man? You're, that, you're chasing something already. We haven't even started yet. I mean, yeah. I, I'll be yeah. honest with you. I struggled, I struggled for a while with that title. Did you really? I did. I did because, you know. Just, I, wait, a, wait a minute. You're, you're telling me, Stephen Kyle, Dr. Stephen Kyle, you struggle with that title. Absolutely. Not because, not because I struggle with that statement. Oh, I believe the statement yeah, with, yeah. With, with, without question I never want a a title or a story or uh, anything for that matter to cause the focus to go away from okay. the very gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So if that title and, and 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 this has just been the Holy Spirit working on me as I've grown older. I I, I used to say this all the time. You know, the fifty uh, year old Stephen is a lot more chill than the thirty year old Stephen. The thirty year old Stephen was always looking for a fight, and uh, you know. The fifty-year-old Stephen's like, you know, that really. The, at, at the end of the day, does that matter? And I, I, you know, and I say, well, the age is what's chilled me out. And my wife has said many times, "Don't rob the Holy Spirit from glory." It's the Holy Spirit yeah. that has changed you and shaped you and molded you. Because she's like, I, I, I know some, I know some fifty-year-old people that are still ready for a fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I go back to what I said. I never want my title to yeah, be yeah. like this. Uh, hey, I'll stick this that in your sense. face to yeah, show yeah. you this. That makes sense. But I was trying to communicate, hey, these are some real men here. Well, I, I don't think anybody took it that way. Oh, no, nobody yeah, in the room. Not a, yeah. I wouldn't think so, but who knows? There were a lot of people in the room, so yeah. who knows? And you, Well, and all right, well, let's, you talk about four guys. Like, you talk about four men in the Bible, Andrew, Simon Peter, Philip, and Nathaniel. And uh, you use these as kind of like your example of what, uh, what it looks like to follow Jesus, 
and each one of them are very different in the way God called them, the way God used them, their personalities. The um, So let's talk about Andrew first because, um, you know, he, he asked Andrew a question. He asked Andrew, like, what are you looking for? And um, so why, why did you uh, – why did you – set it up that way as far as this question that d- describing Andrew by question. Well, because all there are statements that Christ makes to all four of them. Uh, well, there's three statements. There's, there's one question. And I approached it that way because the reality is that question, those statements, he, he, he's saying those to us as well. And so you can take these four men and, and we really focused on the uniqueness of each one and, I mean, I even I even dug into what their names actually meant, and that that gives you some insight just a little bit there. But I, we didn't deal with that because we just didn't have time. And uh, but I wanted to communicate, hey, look at how unique, as you said, unique each one is. Um, that God is not out there. God is not saying, okay, I'm looking for someone who meets this criteria. The criteria that he's looking for are sinners in need of a Savior. Right. And so as unique as we've all been created and likes and dislikes and past experiences and backgrounds and the way we were raised and who raised, all those various kinds of things, that I would say all four of these are the three statements in the question would apply to everyone to everyone. But yet his communication with these folks is a true revelation to us that he saw more than just the outward, that he he is speaking into their, into their hearts. And uh, yeah, the question to Andrew, what is it that you're looking for? What is it that you're looking for? You know, and he would have said, well, I mean, we're looking for the Messiah. That's who we've been looking for for hundreds of years, waiting for the Messiah. And, um, and then, of course, Jesus is going to say, well, I am the one. Yeah. I am the one that you've been looking for. I am the real man. Uh, I'm, I'm God in the flesh. And, uh, you know, I tried to, tried to draw out Andrew, and I, and I love this, the fact that the only time you ever read about him in Scripture is he's bringing somebody to Jesus. Right. Right. That he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he 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 met Christ. Christ called him, and he responded. And it wasn't a situation where he was like, "All right, let me let me think some things over. Let me let me." Uh, there's some questions that have got to be a- answered. Yeah. You know, I need to talk to some. It takes some time to pray about it. And I'll just say this to our listeners: um, I, I don't mean to disrespect by making this comment, but. I had somebody not too long who said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pray about whether you know I'm I'm gonna receive Christ or not." And I'm like, "Well, you do understand the only way that you even have access to God the Father in prayer is yeah. through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And there's no need to pray about that. Uh, I can tell you, He's already willing. He, he His desire is that you come to Him. Scripture says." God desires that all men may be saved. And it's not just men. I mean, that's the generic terminology for mankind. He desires that all mankind would be saved, that all mankind would come to him. So Andrew is going around, and he's bringing people to Jesus. Yeah, he's sharing. He's, he's sharing. sharing. Gospel, yeah. yeah, Operation Andrew is what we call yeah, it, yeah. that we should all embrace, follow the example that he gives us there. But uh, he, he would say, we would almost say this. Uh, Andrew, a friend, I'm, 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 I'm understand. I'm, I'm coloring in between the lines here. So, 
Uh, I know this your is your sanctified imagination. Yeah, I know this is not exactly the way it happened, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a modern day equivalent to what's <laughs> happening with Andrew. Let's just say let's say that somebody invites their friends. Hey hey hey, uh, we'll we'll talk about teenagers. Let's say a teenager says at school, Hey man, we're having youth group tonight. Why don't you go to youth group with me? Uh, I think you'll like it. There's the people there that you know, and we have good music, and you know we'll go play some ball and. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, they have food and it's kind of come a neat deal. Just kind of hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd like to do that. And so they go expecting fellowship, expecting fun, expecting friends and all those kinds of things. Lo and behold, they get there. The student pastor is waxing eloquently that night. We know a lot of student pastors never wax eloquently, but he's waxing eloquently that night, man. He's just, he's nailing everything, nailing everything. And all of a sudden God just is, is grabbing a hold of this guy's heart, and he's resonating with what's being said. And then all of a sudden, he hears the clarity of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he gets saved that night. That night. And then yeah. the next day, he goes to school, and he's like, you're not going to believe what happened to me last night at, at this church, at the youth group. That would be the equivalent of Andrew. Yeah, Andrew never got over meeting the Messiah in the flesh. Yeah, And, uh, and some folks are like that. There's no struggle. I, I'm not. I, I did not get saved the first time I heard the gospel. Right. Uh, I heard the gospel over it, and over. It took me a minute. Over and it, took, yeah, it took me a minute, too. <laughs> it took me a minute, yeah. too. Yeah. Over and over. I mean, raised in church. I, 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 honestly, I cannot remember a time in my life yeah. where I did not hear the gospel. Yeah. Um, but uh, here's Andrew, and just like Jesus, like, yeah, yeah, I'm the one. Come follow me. All right. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> well, and you even ask the question, like you kind of flip it on the audience, and you're like, what are you, you know, he asked Andrew, what are you looking for? What are you seeking? And you kind of flipped it on the audience saying, hey, what are you looking for? And uh, I kind of, I, I had this thought, like, you know, ev- everybody's looking for a savior, right? Like sometimes that we try to find that in something other than Jesus. We try to find that in you know, something of the flesh. We try to find it in a relationship with somebody else. We try to find it in material possessions. We try to find it somewhere else other than Jesus. But everybody's looking for a Savior. And I really love the the attribute here of Andrew being a bringer and always sharing. I think that is a great quality for a real man. If I'm going to lead my family, to be lovers of Jesus. I'm going to lead my family to be uh, evangelical and and speak the narrative of the gospel. Well, I've I've got to I've got to I've got to be the person that brings. I've got to be the person that shares and leads. So I, I think that's a I think that's a great great attribute there. Well, and and we'll piggyback off of what we talked about. We've talked about it in the past. Quite honestly, I, I say this all the time. I speak and, and preach so much. Yeah. There, I can't remember where and when I said what I said. Um, but while while we cannot ensure that someone's going to be saved, because, I mean, I stand before the church and say, I say all the time, hey, listen, if I could make the decision for you, you'd right. all be saved. Right. You would all know Jesus as your Lord. Um, but I can't, nor can you make that for me. Uh, while we cannot ensure that anyone's going to be saved, it ought to at least make a difference that we are in their life yeah. and we have influence yeah. in their yeah. life. I, I never want it to be said uh, if someone, you know, let's say somebody dies and they go to hell and they're like, uh, so um, why did you not receive Christ? 
man, I don't want a conversation in hell to be like this. Well, I mean, I lived next door to a Baptist preacher my whole life, yeah. and he never told me. Yeah. Well, mm. the reality is that's not going to be on. I mean, my, my my eternal destiny is not based on that. But I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Should it not at least make a difference? Yeah. That that we live where we live and we go to school where we go to school. I would encourage our listeners right now, whatever they may doing be doing, whether they're you know they're they're on the treadmill, um, they're driving down the road, uh, they're on break, whatever the case may be. Uh, man, sit there and make it a prayer. Hey, God, who is it in my life that I do not know their spiritual condition? I do not know that they're ready. Yeah. And then be bold. And take the time. You, you'll be amazed. We have this idea that people are going to be offended by us saying, hey, listen, um, do you know Jesus? But but most will not, especially if you approach it this way. Now, if you walk up, and, you know, turn or burn, you know, be sanctified or be French fried. What You know, yeah, they're not going to receive that too well. But if you walk up to someone, uh, you've got a relationship uh, in their life and you sit there and say, hey, can yeah. can can I can I ask you to forgive me? Yeah. And they say, well, for what? And you're like, well, look, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, I've never taken the time to share it with you. Yeah. And, and you know, that's I, good. I, I would ask for that's you to good. forgive me for that. And, and, and now can I, can I share with you the greatest thing that's ever happened to me? Because I want you to have the same yeah. thing that's that good. I have. Yeah. Uh, the gospel of Jesus. And then let's just say that they even say, well, no, 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 that's not me. I'm not, that's for you. That's not for me. Or I'm not religious or whatever the case is. Then, then, you know, don't say, all right, well, then go to hell. You know, no, no, that's not a good response. But if you stop and you say, hey, I get that, I get that. But can I tell you, I'm going to be praying. Yeah. I'm going to be praying yeah, yeah. that you have the same peace that I have, and it can only be found in Jesus. And can I pray for you right now? Very few people will say, no, you can't pray for them. Now, I've had, I've had a few, yeah. but I'm telling you, even hardened people yeah. will let you pray for them. Yeah. And a lot of times... Their heart gets uh, mm-hmm. it gets fertile and it gets a little a little more um, softer yeah. when 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 you say, "Can I pray for you?" So uh, be an Andrew, right? Yeah. Look around. Who 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 do, who do I need to tell that I have met the Messiah in the flesh? Yeah, yeah. I got a feeling he probably didn't tell people once. Yeah. He probably kept on. You're yeah. not going to believe yeah, what yeah. I've just seen and yeah. heard. You are not Simon Peter. <laughs> Simon Peter, come here. Yeah. So anyway. Well, speaking of Simon Peter, like he's the next one. And uh, what I love about this guy is, you know, at the end of the day, Jesus saw not where he was, but what he could be. And, you know, I think the statement here is, you know, Simon Peter, you will be changed. And, uh, you know, because Peter boldly proclaimed the word of God, like he carried the gospel. And And even in the change of his life. Yeah. We still see one of the greatest failures ever recorded. Right, right. right. I mean, there's never been a time yeah. in my life where somebody were to walk up to me, do you believe in Jesus? Yeah, yeah. Are you, are, you, are you one of them? Are you a follower of Jesus? There's never been a time where I've said, no, 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 not me. I don't know him. Yeah. Forget it. Now, some would say, you know, there have been times that, uh, you know, maybe a sin of omission mm-hmm. and I, 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 I wasn't, I, I didn't share or I didn't yeah. live or I didn't. I didn't use the words that he had given me to be able to, but I sit here and like, wow, Peter, I can't believe that you would do that. I can't believe that you would deny. But again, the change that occurred would have been, well, look at how Judas responded to his betrayal. Yeah. 
Look at how Simon Peter responded yeah. at his betrayal. Yeah. Two ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I'm one of those. I'm one of those that believes Judas was lost. That he he he, you know, he knew about Jesus. He yeah. saw everything that yeah. everybody else saw, the miracles yeah. and the teachings and all that, but he never responded. Simon Peter, saved. Yeah. Saved. And in a moment of failure, God God used that to give him great strength and confidence to be yeah. able to carry forward with the task of making yeah. the gospel known to the world. Well, and, you know, if, if we go back to, you know, this characteristic of, you know, Jesus saw, saw, more than who he was he saw what he could be like i i think about that in in my own life even thinking about that with people you know that were on this operation andrew with like if we can see people that not for where they are now in their sinful hateful angry nature but see them as a child of god like that that should see the potential there, see that God can change them, that God could use it. I think that, to me, that's a, an exciting thing. To me, that's a, a challenging thing because it's looking, it's looking past people in their current state. It's looking at them as a future child of God. Well, and I would say the way that we tell folks to study the Bible and to study the Old Testament, to put on your Jesus glasses, that radically turns the light on to understanding scripture i would say as well it also gives you a biblical worldview yeah put on your jesus glasses that you know we may sit there and say well that person is too far gone that person has done too much wrong uh that person could never be used by god uh and jesus is sitting there and jesus is like you know what man if they just come to me i could change it all Matter of fact, I could change them so radically using the the case of, of Simon Peter. I could change them so radically that we're going to, have to give them a name change. Uh, there's another guy that had a name change that I, you know, Saul into Paul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Saul was Saul lived such a deplorable yeah. life that not yeah. only was he against Christ, he was killing those and imprisoning those that were uh, followers of Christ and speaking the name of Christ. And when he gets saved, you know, the word comes to the disciples. Hey, this guy's been saved. They're like, uh-uh, I'm not falling for that one. Uh-uh, no, 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 it's a trick. It's a trap. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to go there so he can get us. No, 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 no. And finally, eventually, God comes to one in a dream, and he's like, yeah. you got to go over there, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, and he goes and radically just radical transformation but what i love about and and you drew this out ryan what i love about the fact is we're talking about here in john chapter one when simon we're talking about when he first meets jesus when he first meets him yeah the very words out of his mouth hey you you, you'll be known as the rock yeah you'll be known as 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 petros rock not well, you know, hey, you know, let's give this guy a little bit of time and see what happens here. You know? Let's give him a ninety-day trial period. Yeah, yeah. Let's sure. see, let's see, period. let's see how he responds yeah. after this whole cockadoodle-doo thing, <laughs> and maybe then, maybe then I'll call him Petros. But Wait. no, yeah. <laughs> Whenever you said that, cockadoodle, <laughs> cockadoodle done. Yeah, I, I, I looked at your. 
I looked at your wife across because she just happened to be in my eye view there on the, the where I was sitting compared to where she she was. And she, I don't think she liked that statement. I no. think she kind of she like she like, oh my goodness, I can't believe Steven said that. Yeah. Well oh, that's 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 yeah. every sermon. <laughs> the just, week the week before she she oh man. <laughs> she was like, Listen, you know, I yo 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 you gotta quit saying yeah. that you're a 52 year old man yo 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 i just i've never <laughs> i've never caught it before i just happened to yeah. you know the where i was sitting compared to where she was sitting i happened to look at her see i thought right that was an awesome statement yeah. you know next thing you know <laughs> cock-a-doodle-doo and he was cock-a-doodle done oh yeah. man well uh that's a that's oh, a bumper goodness. sticker right there that's right that's right but uh, anyway, she did you know, one day one day <laughs> Early on, she thought I used to be funny. Um, and that, that, that day's long left. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to make her start sitting in the very top of stadium seating. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, God, God uses our wives to keep us humble, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, oh, goodness. Yeah, next one. Philip. Um, hey, let me ask you this so, before we move on to Philip. Go ahead. The, uh, so there are folks that say that Peter was the uh, first pope of the Catholic Church. What do you think about that? The, uh, no. I don't. Okay. I, what do you, What do you mean? Well, there are folks that said that Peter was Saint Peter was popes back then. He was the first. He was the first Catholic pope of the church there. because Jesus said, "Upon this rock I will build my church." You will you you will be called Petros, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Sounds like a another podcast topic. It, that would be yeah. That would be a great podcast topic the uh here's my interpretation of that uh because jesus jesus uses two words there for rock petros means kind of like a pebble yeah (laughs) you know it's a rock but it's it's not like this mountain it's not this huge stratum so i I believe that jesus was saying listen you're you'll you'll be known as petros as the rock and then and then i see jesus Touching himself, his his own chest, saying, "But upon this stratum, yeah. on this mountain, I'll build my church." Uh, again, you know, Peter, God used him to do great and mighty things, and because of uh, his willingness to take the gospel to the yeah. Jews and yeah. um, continue on, I mean, we're, we are beneficiaries of that today. Uh, the Pope, uh, I don't, I don't believe he was the Pope. Um, I, I believe, I believe he would even argue with that. Um, we do not, I'm thankful that the Bible teaches the priesthood of the believer, which means that anyone who is in Jesus Christ has equal access to God, the father, that we do not need a, a man to go to God on our behalf, nor do we need God to speak to a man to deliver to us, uh, his word. Um, but we all have equal access to God's word and we all have equal access to go to him in prayer. Now we'll, as a pastor, I, I mean, I pray for people. They come, hey, will you pray for me? Absolutely, absolutely. But hey, hear me. You don't have to wait till you see me again to have somebody go to God the Father. If you know Jesus, you you, you got a seat at the table just like I do. Uh, and I'll say this because I know there are some folks that you know. And boy, that means this this may cost us a few listeners on the podcast. But I, you know, when you're going from ten to five, I don't know if it messes up a lot. But I think we have a few more than that. But the there are a lot of folks that ask me in the evangelical world, uh, and do uh, do you believe that Catholics are saved? Ooh, do you believe that Catholics are truly saved? Here's what I'd say. Uh, first of all, 
I have I have friends yeah. that are Catholics that I truly believe have a relationship with Jesus yeah. Christ. But here's what I'm going to say, and this, this is going to be tough for some folks to digest. They're not saved because of the teachings of the Catholic Church. They're saved in spite of the yeah. teachings of the Catholic Church. Yeah. Um, and hear me, the best thing that you can ever do, listeners, get you a copy of God's Word yeah, for sure. and just dig in. And may your prayer be, God reveal, God reveal. Now put yourself under the authority of someone that is uh, is going to hold you accountable and somebody that is in your life that will be a, uh, a Paul, a, a mature believer, and then somebody in your life that is going to be a little bit more immature than you in their faith so that you can you can dig in with them. But uh, anyway, I would say no. Peter was not the first Catholic or the first pope of the Catholic Church. They may deem him, but again, I would say we don't need a pope anyway. Right. Let's roll on, man. I know I know we're ticking here with it's time. Right. So you got to Philip. Philip. Follow me. The intellectual. Philip was the intellectual. And, uh, you know. I think it, Philip is uh, Journey's middle name. The intellect. <laughs> the intellect. Man, I came in here earlier, and he was talking about fiber optics and all this kind of stuff. And man, I, I don't know. Well, and well, and you, <laughs> yeah, them big old gorilla fingers. I don't know how he works on those fiber optics. But like in, in Philip, you know, Jesus is was searching for Philip. Jesus sought him out. Um, you know, and you you even alluded to the fact that Philip probably was this guy that was a little introspective and just maybe kind of questioned some things. Um, do you think there's a place for that in Christianity? Thinkers? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the greatest minds the world's ever known. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're Christians. Uh, I, I think I think of one guy right now, C.S. Lewis. Oh, my goodness, one of the most brilliant minds ever. Uh, you look at modern day, like at least Strobel. Yeah. And I would encourage our listeners, man, what a great series, The yeah, Case yeah. For, The Case for Christ, The Case for Creator. Got a lot uh, of cases out there. A lot of cases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of cases out yeah. there. Yeah. But anyway, but he, yeah, he looks at it from a, uh, a different mindset. So absolutely. Let, I, I would say this, when it comes to uh, intellect, when it comes to intelligence, intelligence, that is, that is a gift from God. Science. Yeah. Science. God is, science and, and, and God, science and creation are not at odds. Creation is what God did. Science is for is helping us understand how He created. Well, I, I guess the reason I ask that question is because some some of the times in in the ministry that I lead, like I do have some students that are like I'm I, I just I believe this because I was told to believe this, and they weren't given the space to ask questions. They weren't given the space to think a little bit different. They weren't given the space to kind of. Uh, search on their own through Scripture. They were just blindly following. Well, and, and there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Absolutely, my, my goodness. But ultimately, faith, yeah, has to be involved. Yeah, because you're trying to figure out this infinite God with you don't have the capabilities to figure Him out. Let's just say that we're living with a finite finite being that we are and we have limitations god has none so ultimately when it's all said and done there is going to be a faith factor you're going to have to trust god at his word and not be able to understand it Um, but it doesn't mean that you have to check your brains in at the door it doesn't mean you have to disengage the intellect in order to be a follower of christ 
Again, some of the greatest minds the world's ever known. I love the fact with uh, Philip. I think Philip Philip's the one that uh, kind of said, "Hey, here's what it's going to cost us to feed all these people." Yeah, sitting there. Yeah, you know, probably all the other disciples are right. over there probably trying to count right. fingers and toes right. or something like that. And right. like, well, I caught a big one fish one time, and you know, <laughs> and here's Philip. My goodness, Lord, do you know how expensive that'll be to yeah. feed all these people? Yeah. And uh, again, just goes back to show God creates us all different, uh, yet God uses us all. Uh, within the local body of the church to bring glory to his name and get the gospel out. So um, anyway, Philip, yeah. Philip. Great, great, great intellect. Then Nathaniel. Um, when you talk about Nathaniel, you kind of use the statement that you will see greater things than these, than this. Um, so what's Jesus talking about there when he says that to Nathaniel? And how is that relatable to real men follow Jesus? Well, he sits there and he, he says, uh, he, well, he makes the strongest confession out of all of them. Yeah. Jesus is sitting there and Jesus was like, hey, you know, um, uh, well, well, he says something to Nathaniel like, you know, how in the world can you be a Jew and not have any conceit in <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah. And he was, he, again, he was speaking Nathaniel's language. He knew what would kind of cut him right there. Nathaniel, because Nathaniel made the comment, how can anything good come out of Nazareth? Right. You know, Nazareth. It'd be like, uh, it'd be like Alabama and Auburn football fans. And, you know, the Alabama, I know Journey's a big Alabama football fan. Um, his daddy told him at a young age, you'll root for them or you'll move out of this family. So, uh, and then his brother goes and marries a big Auburn fan. And they make her sit on the back porch to watch the ball games by herself. Um, feel so sorry for her, but wow, it's it's a, they're hardcore. Y'all take this stuff serious. They're hardcore. Man. Hey, hey, college football in the South, it's a religion. Yeah, I see that. The um, but it would be the equivalent of of you know all these bammers sitting there, and somebody says you're not going to believe the Messiah is from Auburn. What? Nothing good comes from Auburn. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That that's kind of the equivalent. Here here he is from Canaan. And and they're like, yeah, yeah, the, I met the Messiah. He's from Nazareth. He goes, no way. No way the Messiah could come from Nazareth. Nothing good comes from that place. And so all of a sudden Jesus starts speaking to him, and Jesus is like, hey, man, I know you. And he's like, how do you know me? He goes, I saw you. Now, here's some folks. Some folks say he literally saw him. Yeah. Some folks say he, ha- he, he, weren't, he wasn't close enough to see him. He had a vision of it. Yeah. Clearly, what is taking place here is, is miraculous. Yeah. By the way that Nathaniel responds, oh my goodness, you are yeah. the son of God. You yeah. are the king of Israel. Yeah. Um, we don't know the ins and outs of what took place there, but by Jesus saying, I know you, what are you saying is, man, I know the real you. Yeah. I, I know the you that's hidden from everyone else. But, um, you know, he, he tells Nathaniel the whole, uh, verily, verily, I say unto you, right? Amen, amen, I say unto you. Uh, you've not seen anything yet. You're going to see greater things than this. Yeah. The very fact that I know you and I'm speaking and I told you I saw you. Yeah. And I know what's going on. That's nothing yeah. compared to what's going to happen with yeah. you. And again, I would just say it's it's Jesus speaking into someone's life, the future of their life. Yeah. Hey, you come follow me. You'll be blown away by what you see and uh, and what you hear. And I would say... I would say in, in, in today's time, even for our listeners, would be Jesus saying this. Hey, listen, are you searching for peace? I know you think that you have found peace before and it's there for a little while and then all of a sudden it's gone. But I'm telling you, you come follow me, then you'll find out what true peace is because you've, you've never seen peace before yeah. like I, the kind of peace I'm going to give you. Yeah. 
Well, and if we look at these guys, you know, as disciples of Jesus, obviously they did some things and they uh, had a relationship with Jesus. They loved Jesus, did some pretty spectacular things through Jesus. But I love the way you close out the sermon because you were talking about how, you know, Jesus does not have cookie cutter Christians, right? <laughs> right? Like it's okay to be different. And, you know, I wrote this. I don't know if you said it, but I just put, put that, you know, God uses regular people but he's not done with us yet. And I think that's just a, uh encouraging challenge, right? It's an encouraging challenge to us that, you know, God, it doesn't matter what we look like, where we come from, what our socioeconomic scale is. Like God uses regular people and he's not done with us yet. And well, the Bible tells us that God looks at the outward. Yeah. Or excuse me, man looks at the there outward, <laughs> but God sees the inward. Yeah. God sees the heart. I go back to the story of, uh, of, uh, Samuel and um, how God called and God moved in his life. I even go back to the story of David and, you know, here is Jesse and they're wanting to uh, anoint the next king of Israel. And he's got all these sons and he's bringing them one by one. And the prophet's like, oh, man, he looks like he'd make a great king. <laughs> that way, oh, yeah, I could tell. Look at the strapping shoulders on that yeah, one. That'd yeah. make a great king. Matter of fact, he would fill out the crown perfectly. Nope, not him, the Holy Spirit. Nope, not him. To the point that the prophet comes to the point where he's like, I think I've gone to the wrong house. I don't even, uh, I didn't hear God right. Something was wrong. And he's like, sure. Do you, so these are all your sons. He goes, well, there's one. He's a little one. He's the runt. Yeah. I, I stick him out there. He's doing the menial task of being the shepherd. He's he's that guy out yeah. there taking care of them old yeah. dumb directionless sheep. <laughs> he's out in the fields. He goes, well, bring him, bring him. Maybe yeah. he's the one. Yeah, and sends for him, and he comes. And guys like, yep, that's him right there. That that we would look at the outward and say God had nothing to do, or God had nothing for him. And God's like, uh, yeah. Uh, my ways are not your ways. I'm going to use the run of the litter, and I'm going to change yeah. the world. And you got some pretty crazy guys on staff that are very different that are doing some pretty cool things for the kingdom. Different guys. That he is uses, true. He uses different people. He uses different people. He uses different people, and he's wanting to use our listeners right now. As That's well, so. right. That's right. Well, Pastor Stephen, thank you again for always pointing us to Jesus and diving into Scripture, clearly talking about who Jesus is and talking about the gospel. So we'll see you next week right here on The Unchangeable Truth. Hey guys, this is Pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to this week's issue of the podcast called Unchangeable Truth. Let me encourage you as well, if you get a chance, go check out our website. It's Highland, H-I-L-A-N-D, Park, P-A-R-K, dot org. On that website, you'll learn more about our ministry at Highland Park Baptist Church. You can also listen to some previous sermons, which are archived for the previous year. And as well, if you ever find yourself in Panama City in person, come and check us out. Worship with us live at 2611 Highway 231 North. We would also love to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you got any questions regarding your relationship with Him, having faith in Him, or if this podcast has encouraged you, or you have other questions regarding the podcast, feel free, shoot us an email at podcast at highlandpark.org. As always, our prayer is that this podcast would point you to Jesus Christ, would increase your faith, and would help you as you mature daily in your walk with Jesus Christ. God bless.